You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Eight oh seven in the morning. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, your tour guide to the bizarre and macabre of local municipal government. Signpost ahead, as we like to say, as our friend Rod would say. You're on Wake Up Tucson. If you want to interact with the show, 790-2040. Wake Up Tucson comments at gmail.com. That's where you should RSVP for next Monday's uh, Games and Gadgets Short Rest Tavern Happy Hour catered by Malta Joe. Uh, that's where new Pima GOP chair Dave Smith should email me to arrange a uh, a, uh, a visit with Shelly Kais so they can get the bad blood out. Love to have them and have a good discussion. And uh, again, if you just, people send me a variety of things. They send me stuff of what's going on in the community. That's where uh, Patra hits us with horrible updates from Castro Avenue. That's where local municipal employees who can't stand working for the city send me secret documents. Wake up Tucson comments at Gmail. Dot com. So it's interesting. Yes. Mr. Daly talking about. And by the way, if you're going to go and address an elected body, watch Josh, watch Kevin, and use them as model their behavior because they're effective. They get to their point. Um, they're respectful to the point that the situation warrants. Okay, I'll just say that. Common assertive, like the dog whisperer. Right. Use those guys as your as your role models. You model their behavior. And, and look jo- at how far they're getting. Look at the traction they're getting. So that's my public service announcement, my Toastmasters uh, pitch. You know what it is also, right, is they wouldn't have the effectiveness. And you're right about everything you said, right? But they wouldn't have the effectiveness they have, and Monica Carlson and all these folks, right? Sure. Right? Is, uh, and Kevin and Josh talk more. That Monica will tell you that's not her not her thing she's she's one of those worker bees she's the one talking to all these uh business owners and dealing with their stories of woe uh we just figured it out last day of february will be the next explain the pain so three hours of tucson crime free members telling you about what's really going down in tucson i call it the real state of the city um but the business owners and citizens of Tucson who have been af- directed effectly, affected by this directly, they're so pissed off and frustrated, right? They're so frustrated with the lack of support action from their local elected officials that when this thing came together, it came together so fast with, because they have so much mojo behind them, right? So... L- let, let, let's talk about um, other other groups in town that may rhymes with the words Amber of Amherst, right? Okay. And not the fentanyl chamber of commerce. Okay. Is if you have a group that's 800, right? And the ones that I know locally here that we malign sometimes, what percentage of their membership, one of all, are actually decently active at all, right? Is it 10 to 15%? Right, because a lot of them survive on the health club model, right? You make the money on the people who pay every month, but they don't actually show up and use the gym. That's that's the real money. At you know, you say Planet Fitness, you say how can they survive at ten to twenty bucks a head? 
is because they got a lot of people on that low price point paying 20 bucks a head who don't show up, right? What I see with the Tucson Crime Free is they have like at least 50 to 70% of their members are into it, right? That's the difference. They've had enough. Yeah. All right. It's really the act, the kind of that spiritual activity level of the church, of the troop, where, you know, the like the Tucson Chamber of Commerce, I mean, that's literally the board members and their buddies just ba- and Zach uh, patting each other on the back. Yeah. Right? And what was that's right. And same with Ted's organization. If Ted, if Ted Maxwell, see, I, I, everyone's like, hey, Ted comes on. What is Southern Arizona? Ted's great. He's very active. But his organization... They're 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 a mutual congratulatory society. Sorry, at. And what what Kevin was saying about the washes. So you got really three things. He he hit on the most important thing: human beings in danger. Correct. God's children in danger of a flash flood. Correct. Okay, that's the first one. The second one is the infrastructure that they have put in place blocks them, and he alluded to it. And then we get articles about, oh my gosh, it's raining and the streets are torn up. Well, that's because water backs up right? Property damage, street damage. Okay. Second, certainly second in, in, in importance to God's children being in harm's way. And third is the hazardous waste for a town that is so environmentally conscience conscious, right? You got, you got all this foil that's soaked with fentanyl and God knows what else is getting washed down into, into what goes into our aquifer. So, you know, there, there are issues. Remember Tucson's Paradise, San Diego, and the hepatitis problem they had? Right. Right? It's because their uh, exploding homeless population was doing their more than their fair share of public defecating mm-hmm. because what happened was, again, I, I always love this, right? They cleared the homeless out around Petco Park for the baseball all-star game. They threw them all in the gas lab district and some other areas at the same month that they banned plastic bags at supermarkets, right? right? Which, of course, is possibly a place where they go to the bathroom instead of just going on the street. Can't make it up. But I'm sure our hepatitis problem will be coming very soon. Hepatitis, brought to you by the city of Tucson. And as active as the public health community has been in the last two and a half years, Christopher, I'm just saying we're, there would be some sort of an interest in according this. According to the supervisors, there's a guy on the supervisor board who has a perchance for men with black bikini that are friends who's a doctor who said he was the public health expert calling your children typhoid marys. We are expert. Uh, let's go to the phone, 790-2040. Let's go to Rod on line three. Ron, Rod, excuse me, I apologize. Rod, good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Tucson. Good morning. Uh, good show. Thank you. Hey, I just uh, I, I, I got out scooped by that previous caller. <laughs> I just wanted to point out the, the local uh, late-breaking, uh, live late-breaking uh, news stories of the local channels here the past couple of days. Are you ready for it? Get me. Shopping carts are being stolen. Wow! Like, like it's <laughs> you know, and this is this is on the news just uh, just recently. I yep. I was really thrown back on that. I heard that some. Tr- I just saw a story that trees have leaves sometimes too, which is I never knew either. <laughs> you know, I think that'd be a good business model: is uh, going around rounding these carts and getting them back to the owners, and maybe getting a. A reward for it, I would imagine. Now, there's there's a there's a fascinating quote in this story that you're 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 talking about, Rod, and it's Pat Tapia, 
who is the deputy director of environmental services. It says the sit. She said he or she is the city is taking ownership of this issue. Wow, I never knew the city oh, okay. that even mentioned they were taking ownership of any issue other than trees and environmentalism. <laughs> so yeah, they get they gave a number for you to to report this. Uh, yeah, that's what Matt mentioned before. One eight hundred the cart. <laughs> so. Okay. Anyway, Rod, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. 790-2040. Brushfire, hold on. I saw this on Matt's News, but I'll let you I'll let you break this story when we come back. This is Matt just did a chef's kiss. Possibly one of the dumbest stories in city government of this very short year. And they'll be dumber. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. But I'll let I'll let You're Sha- young. I'll let Sean I'll let Sean break the news. So all right. Steve Hackett from Genesis. John Wetton, my boy, who passed away five years ago today, covering Stevie and other folks on all along the watchtower. All right, you're on Wake Up Tucson. Uh, one of my police officers, every other Tuesday, Operation Division Midtown partners with Social Services, Environmental Services, Arizona Cart Services, into the camps, clean, offer mental house health housing, and they retrieve stolen carts also. So, uh, he's not there anymore? Oh, he is there. Okay. 790-2040. Let's go to... Uh, our friend Sean, who's gonna breaking news? You have you have one of those little news uh, those little news stingers, you know that does. I, I want to give Sean a little, a little the little like go to the Sean at the breaking news desk. Tell me when you're ready. Let's go to Sean at the breaking news desk. Beep 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 beep, beep, beep something like that. Here we go. <laughs> Sean uh, has got some city you of two. Tuesday- you thought I was going to leave you, Chris? <laughs> no, I he, got your he, back, man. I got your six. You know that. <laughs> and yes, I'm extremely lucid today. I'm having a nice hot cup of tea with like eight tea bags in it, man. I almost got the shakes over this stuff. And, and I. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're just being supportive in your lucidity. <laughs> this is silently. Oh, I was before I. Well, since you said Genesis, and I know you just played him. Uh, it's no fun being an illegal alien. What a great tune. Oh, that... Phil Collins and the boys. I love this. It's fun. I, I, Pr- pretty, I, prescient, maybe... pretty prescient tune for 1980s England group. <laughs> you know. Pretty, it's, uh, would you say it's a little bit ahead of its time? It's way ahead of its time. Yes. I will go with a big solid yes. But I, 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 I hope the audience didn't miss this. You know, Sean comes back from northern Arizona, and, and Matt and Matt comes on, and I'm sure with our car dial, bring your date to the dump. Valentine's Day is this for real? So hold on, let's really let, let, let's go to Matt at the sub news desk. Matt, can you fill us in on this, please? Thank you. Here we go. The city of Tucson is offering a Valentine's Day experience, a tour of the landfill. The city is offering a Valentine's Day, this is on the 8 o'clock news, Valentine's Day tour of the Los Reales Sustainability Campus and Republic Services uh, Services Materials Recovery Facility on uh, Tuesday the 14th. The tour will include a bus ride, (laughs) a tour of recyclables, hazardous waste, and 
<laughs> methane gas production process, Christopher. But don't wait because uh, because the deadline to get your uh, reservation is the tenth. Call now. <laughs> operators, <laughs> operators are standing by. <laughs> oh my god! Now is this, is this real? This, this is, is this is like the onion. Is, this can't be real. It's not April first. This is from the city of Tucson. <laughs> they're going to pay for a bus to take you through the dump. I mean, who's my tour guide? Is it? I mean, this sounds like a Kevin Doll special, right? Did yeah. I did I not send oh, this no, to you? Rob Sterling. Rob Sterling's <laughs> gonna be there. Can you imagine you get on the bus? <laughs> the name of the show, right? Then, welcome to the Twilight Zone. You and your lady can bring your bag lunch to the dump. Oh, oh my God, Chris. <laughs> God help me. God help me. I try. You know, I mean, this is the last three times I've called him and like completely straight, which is, you know, a stretch of the imagination. Well, everyone loved your last call, so you're doing good. Stay oh, safe. we had fun. Yeah, you, that's why you hung out for a half hour. Now, gentlemen, uh, yeah. they got to have 15 participants. Otherwise, it's a no-go. So they got to have at least 15. So. Oh, I might just go ahead and sign. Is there any cost involved in this? Do we have a cost basis on this? Can't uh, be. No. Gotta be but free. they ask that you bring a water bottle, wear long pants, <laughs> 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 or pants at all. <laughs> Close, which, which rules me out. Uh, Closed-toed shoes, hats, and sunscreen. Oh, oh boy. You got to wear they pants. probably provide it. They'll probably provide the hard hat. They'll probably go ahead and give you the safety vest and they'll be, well, you don't get to keep it. I mean, they can't afford that, but yeah, they'll get you the little hard hat and the funny little safety vest, you know, and you get to, <laughs> oh. So if you don't get 50, there. what they're saying is the environment's not important enough for their gar Their garbage isn't important enough that if 15 people aren't there to pay attention to Kevin Dahl or some nerd from environmental services, we're not running the tour. That's what I... We got standards here, kids. We need 15 people. Right. 15 clothes people. So I, my thing is you're going to get out of the bus... Wow. So we have, we have a wakey event. we have a field report from one of our uh, Bustos Media correspondents. So, uh, uh, reporter Charles, uh, could you join us there? I just want to advise Sean to look at the header on the bus. You know the the route uh, the route message on the top, and if it says oh, Soylent no. Green, don't get on. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence just said this makes taking his wife on the elk hunt on Valentine's Day much more romantic. So. <laughs> oh, honey, guess what? I mean, aren't you supposed to dress up for Valentine's Day a little bit? And Well, yeah, yeah. it says you got to have pants. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, maybe your, your lady wants to wear a special dress or something like that, and they're going to keep oh. you from doing that? I guess you can get, just get the. Are they going to be? Are they going to be? Is Rahina going to be leading you to make garbage angels like snow angels? Is that why they want it you did to not have give that oh, detail? That may Chris. be a surprise. That'd be hot. <laughs> that I, pattern is full, Ghost Rider. Trash. That's for you, Sean. Trash, trash angels. I love it. <laughs> Do some trash Welcome angels, to Tucson, ladies and gentlemen. 
We'll pour Welcome a little, get a, get one of those fake, uh, you know, those plastic champagne glasses and then pour a little Martinelli's apple cider on it and uh, really do it up. I'm I'm talking, it sounds like a good time to me. It used to be in the old the bus that would take you up to, we call it the drunk bus, would take us to the concert up at, uh, back when Cricket Pavilion, remember that one? Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to go hardcore and say Compton Terrace for Rat in 1987 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I saw Rat in '87. I, I, I know. I saw him at the Trocador. The Trocador. Yeah, I was there. I was on Sun. Bill, Bill Beard, 15 start on the bus, oh, but how, how many are still in the seats in the bus at the end of the tour? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I can just see him like. I could see the little, you know, the the basket, like when they have those big things for the city, a big basket of muffins <laughs> and some raspberry uh, gourmet. Uh, so I don't even this, know. This, this, this has muffins. television precedence, kids, okay? When Kramer was doing the reality tour on Seinfeld, the Kramer reality tour, and uh, Elaine had all those muffin stubs. Sean just reminded me in the garbage bag, and he had to take them to the dump. So part of the Kramer reality tour is he did drive to every dump in New York City to give muffin stumps out. So we're there. <laughs> so. I have, I I don't know. I I really do think truth is possibly stranger than fiction right now. Oh, I, I, people say. I just saw a friend yesterday. He's like, uh, "Oh, I, I, you know, I saw, I saw uh, Brian Jeffries. He was doing the Tommy Lloyd show yesterday at Union. He goes, well, how's things going in the talk radio business?'" I go, "I can't make it up, bro." I mean, that was literally the first thing out of my mouth. And then we have the city of Tucson offering Valentine's Day dates at their dump. <laughs> I well, I guess if you woke up and they took the little kitties out of. Donham Elementary over here and put them all in, on a school bus and took them down and toured the dump. They probably learn more than they will in their school. So maybe it's a 15 passenger van. I just hope for Paul's sake they didn't rent it from Avis because that'd be a problem. I just want to know who the single person's going to be. Kevin Dahl. That's oh. what I think. So, Sean, uh, thanks for your breaking news as always, sir. Hey, you guys have a great day and we know it's no fun to be an illegal alien. Alright, sir. Have a good day. All right. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Boys, local news and talk. Ah, just beautiful for uh, Regina Romero's romantic tour the city dump on Valentine's Day. Not a fake story. Someone just says, is that like a Babylon, is that like a local Babylon Bee thing? That is real from the city of Tucson themselves. So, you know what's a cool thing you should do better for Valentine's Day? And Statehood Day. Whatever, Statehood Day. Um, is go to Juan Almanza and order the quesabiria heart. Yep. Yep. That's what to do. That's the way you do it. That's the classy thing. Get yourself a little Beaujolais, big fancy word like delicatessen, and do it up. All right. I got lots of tabs here, as we like to say. Rebecca over at Town Hall. As we know, California's getting even possibly sillier than Tucson. And actually, it might get me to the story that um, Cantoni did about why is Tucson so filthy. But um, one of the things that they wanted to do was Assembly Bill 2098, which was a law to punish physicians for so-called medical information about 
COVID-19. So from Reuters, Brendan P. Peterson, as we say in Ferris Beulah, Peterson, um, the um, U.S. District um, Judge William Shubb, Shubb, S-H-U-B-B, not the Chubb group that used to uh, sponsor the anal retentive chef. Nor a shrubbery. Or a, shrub- <laughs> or a shrubbery. Um, that Assembly Bill 2019, signed by last o- October by Gavin Newsom, was too vague for doctors to know what kind of statements might put them at risk of being penalized. Too unnecessarily vague. <laughs> COVID-19 is quickly evolving area of science that many aspects eludes consent. This is the judge. Well played. A quickly evolving area of science that in many aspects eludes consensus. Uh, judge Shubb. You can say that again. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's a, a good thing. Um, the new Civil Liberties Alliance uh, lawyer, um, lawyer for the doctors said this act is a blatant attempt to silence doctors who views through based on thorough scientific research deviate from the government approved party line. Uh, he gets another one for that. At no point has the state of California been able to articulate the line between permissible and impermissible speech. What are we doing here? You know, I I I, I still I still had that a uh, AIR article, which is the American Institute of Economic Research, about the two doctors in California. Remember those two guys? Uh, twenty twenty, they came out in uh, April or May. Open up society now. This these are the guys of April. Uh, Dr. Dan Erickson and Artin Masihi, right? Bakersfield. Remember the Bakersfield docs? Sure. So so it's still on the A-I-R-E-R-I-I-E-R website. And you know something? These guys look like geniuses. (laughs) Geniuses. Right. And this is, sorry, this is April 26th of 2020. One month after they shut this crap down. I'm trying to remember the other, there was that other uh, Stanford uh, epidemiologist who also came out and said, don't do this. And he was ignored too. Uh, so anyway, good to see the judge did that. Um, Matt, Matt sent me the video of the vegan activists trying to jump in the middle of the road to stop the livestock truck. Uh, um, that young man just kind of went right through those, went right through those fellas. He went right through them. Congressman McCarthy, speaker of the house. So this is an interesting thing. He's on bottom line uh, on Fox, Fox Business Network, and he came up with a number of how many um, workers are on are not working at the office in the federal <laughs> government. Have you okay. seen this story? No, but I'm interested to know the stat. What's uh, what's your, what's your uh, what's your what's your what's your guess? So this is the pe- not percentage of people that are working from home that don't go into an office These anymore? These are the percentage of federal employees who are still working at home. I, I would say at least 40%. Well played, 47. Really? Yep. Wow. So here's the quote. Uh, federal workers got the same raise as those in the military over 4% before. The real challenge here is, though, we're putting a bill to the floor to end this pandemic. Do you realize that 47% of the federal employees are still not in... Uh, in, are still not in for work. When we took the majority and I became speaker, one of my first actions was to make the members of Congress come back to work for the first time in history. 
The members don't have to. I think the people that have to show a work ethic, I think people should show up for work. It's just an interesting dynamic when you do that. Um, and having been in that situation, I, I don't know if it's for me. Maybe maybe you get somebody who's of a, of a younger generation than me, and maybe they can adapt to it a little more easily. There, there's good things and bad things, but it it's it's tough. It's tough. You miss, you miss. It's on a communication standpoint, it's horrible. Oof. Because you just can't. You're not. You're you're not present there with everybody. So. My brother and I have always had this discussion. What what percentage of America can do direct selling, right? We're down about 7% of America, possibly. What percentage of workers can work effectively from home, right? And I think that's 10, 10 to 15% at po- possibly. And what's really happened is this reluctance to come back to work. Yes, I think there's always going to be the ones that say, well, the coronavirus. Well, at that point, just stay in your house forever. You know, don't go out and do anything. Well, because remember you had people saying, well, this is great. This has opened up a new world for me. I don't have to commute anymore. So that is good. You get time back. You get a lot of time back. Sure. Um, You don't have to commute anymore. I can go live at my cabin by the lake. As long as you have high-speed internet, you're fine. You can, I can do my job anywhere. I I don't want to live in Arizona anymore. I want to live, you know, uh, on a lake, uh, wherever. So there's that. Um, and so then you have people that moved. They sold their house or whatever and changed their living arrangement. And now it's going to be impossible to get them back. So I don't want to you know, hurt too many of our government employees' feelings, but uh, there's a good amount of you that are really are truly hard workers. There's a bunch of you that are a bunch of half-asses. Okay? And I saw it uh, fr- through friends of mine who work at the city of Tucson. The amount of work that they will tell you not, hasn't gotten done in the last three years is unbelievable. Just unbelievable. And what they've proven is, is their job really necessary? That's the other part of this, right? When we've said that working for the city and the county is partially a jobs program for buddies, right? They proved it. Because, I mean, I, I, and it, what would, what they, would, they would, my one friend of mine, he would always get pissed off that, uh, uh, Ortega was having these giant Zoom meetings once a week with all the employees, like coffee with Mike, right? There's a, there's 300 people on the Zoom call thing, right? And all of a sudden, they would start complaining how they need more money. We need to get a raise, right? And my buddy's like, uh, you've been sitting on your butt doing, you know, two Zoom meetings a day and still getting your full salary, full benefits, while everyone else is getting obliterated in the private sector. You know... Uh, Chuck Huckleberry, to his credit, he went old school and he said, you come in to work. It's true. And I know other businesses in town that were the same way. They took precautions at work, um, but also they said, no, no, you, because you have people that are front-facing employees and you had people that were uh, that were kind of not customer-facing. And so the people that were not customer-facing weren't in favor of coming back to the office. And they also, said, well, if, if the customer-facing employees got to be here, then we got to be here. And that was one thing. And um, again, my extended family in the last two years has had to do a lot, of, um, a lot of things that required a lot of phone calls. And we've noticed, uh, without getting into detail, we've noticed that things that used to take one call, you know, maybe they put you on hold and ask the person next to them and, 
Now they take two, three calls or, or several cycles of emails or whatever. So the, 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 the way for a customer uh, to get something done has, has that process is really extended. And I think a lot of it is because people aren't working together at the office. And there's a, there's, there's a, there's an art of managing, right? And there's a reason you have a manager, right? And trying to track you down through a zoom or your email makes the accountability factor even worse. I mean, the people, I'm sure there's some people say we're more efficient than we ever were before. No, we're not. No, we are not. And in my own life, I could say maybe one or two days a week occasionally would have been helpful yeah. where you could kind of dedicate yourself to one part of your weekly or monthly kind of pattern of work. Yeah. Say, look, this day is dedicated to that. I'm going to do it from home and that'll minimize interruptions. And I'm, I'm willing to say that that that's okay. But I think by and large, it's, I, I don't know. I'm not sold on the whole thing. All right. So then you take that dynamic, right. Of breaking that habit. Right there's this bunch of people who just don't go to what, back to work. Right, so a friend of mine in the restaurant business I was talking to yesterday he goes, it's really tough to be hiring people. Right, and he goes, I'm in this weird position where people more than ever don't want to cook at home, and I'm in a position where the more it's the largest amount of people who don't want to come work at a restaurant and cook for anyone who doesn't want to cook at home. <laughs> right, then you take all of the stimulus money that got thrown around, like a bunch of crazy people. Right. And what did we do? I mean, if you're if you're a leftist, you, 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 you've created a, a a larger dependent class across America, and that ain't good for anything. I mean, it's good for you. Maybe you'll you'll get more votes that you can get a more more sugar daddy money through the, the through the uh, world's largest honeypot. But as a society, the idea that we have more people that are part of the dependent class on some sort of government check that's you know stimulus or whatever. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think that's, you know, that's that that's that's a that's a country on the decline, not on the upswing. Right. You know, it'd be really cool. I think it'd be what a, a really amazing thing is if someone came up with the idea to have people move home workers to Tucson for free internet. I think I'd still do that. I think that's still the way I'd go with this. I mean, that's just genius. Just genius. They're trying to. Well, that was the thing, right? To cash to cash in on that or to, yeah. Look. What you guys, so I've been doing this for so long and I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep pointing this stuff out, but do you get it? One of the most prescient, when I come back, let's have this discussion. I'm going to go back to my discussion with Karen Ulick when she was in her backyard with the birds singing. Okay. And we're going to take that key exchange that, and this is what, that's got to be nine, 10 years ago, that discussion. A while back. Right. And everything we sa- I said to her in that is exactly what we're living right now. And it really came to mind when we had um, uh, Dave Silver on. And Dave started talking about this golf tournament, this event, these things that used to happen in Tucson. And then it got me on that track again. So we're going to, we're going to talk about this. Uh, my, my interview with Karen Ulick and the, you can hear the birds in the back. They're just, they're tweeting. It's like when, um, Snow White, she's whistling why she works and the little bluebirds are singing in the background. It's kind of that same sound as the bluebird. So 
Oh, that's a bluebird, I think. A lar- a hell of a large bluebird. Uh, tomorrow, Dan Shearer and then Jordan Kittleson's going to be on talking about ranked choice voting bill running through the Arizona legislature, which is a problemo. Wake up, Tucson. 10 of the voice. Local news and talk. 8.51 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 of the voice, local news and talk. Uh, before I get to my Karen Ulick discussion, I thought about this. If Rahina's going to do a Valentine's Day dump tour, which is real. Remember when we did the Rio Nuevo reality tour? And we just talked about the, the Seinfeld Kramer reality tour. Sure. I think it's time. I'm going to call up TJ, get a bus, and we're going to do the Tucson reality tour. Here's the tent city... Here's this, here's worldview, the whole thing. And we'll eat amazing food in between. So it'll be a food tour where Chris points out all these things. You get to see them for reals. I think we're going to do that. So let me get a price on a bus and we'll figure this out. So, all right. So in the, in the, in the dawn of time, Chris was interviewing Karen Ulick. Karen was at her house. I always, I'll always remember the birds chirping in the back. It was very pastoral. I'm not going to explain that word to you, TUSD grads. And I said, we were talking about probably big box stores and things like that. And But I said, how does it feel to be a city that negotiates from your knees? Jen wants to stop at Taco Roost to go as part of the tour. I agree. Now, um, so when I was talking to Karen, and I said, how does it feel to be a community that negotiates from its knees, right? And she got pissed at me. She's like, that's not us. That's not us. And so let's look at negotiating from your knees, right? Negotiating from your knees is giving away extravagant incentives for companies that might be here or might not be here, right? So worldview is number one, right? Number two is Caterpillar, right? There's no one working there, right? And remember, that took $50 million of Rio Nuevo. Your sales tax dollars went to go pay for an empty building. And they all smacked each other on the back and were great. Caterpillar. And I would have told you that of of one company that should be here, it's possibly Caterpillar because they have the Tanaha Proving Grounds in Green Valley. Sure. But you're in a city that hates mining. You're in a city and county that's fighting a world-class mine in the Santa Rita Mountains. Right? Ding, ding. Right? Negotiating from your knees. Right? Everyone's always looking for the quick workaround, right? Instead of confronting the problem, which is we're just not a great place to do business. We don't take care of infrastructure, blah, blah, blah. You've heard it all, right? That's why Zach and the, and the folks had to come up with the loser idea for free internet because that, that's something they thought could help but wouldn't piss off any of the electeds, right? Rosenberg would put it in whatever. I don't know if Inside Tucson uh, business newsletter still works, whatever, and we'd pat each other on the back, right? Uh, remember, now we have two golf tournaments. But if you notice, 
None of them are in Tucson, right? One is the senior tour, which is fine, and then this live thing in Moran is unbelievable. I, I mean, if there's a play, if that's the Saudis want to lose money, do that tournament. Okay, no golf. Hey, look at the bowl game. All right, we're still not on TV. Right, so we had to make the deal with Portnoy at Barstool, which gets hit by the D's because of their and the other people because they sexualize women. Right. And then, of course, he craps on Republicans because of Roe v. Wade and the uh, and the decision at the Supreme Court. So and the only thing and the only think about this, the only place you can watch Barstool is on their website with them basically making fun of everyone at the game. That's negotiating from your knees. Right. I mean, so again, if if uh, the dude or Nikki Lee or the mayor's on Burt Lee's show anytime soon, call him up and say, hey, do you think Tucson's a city on the rise? And specifically tell me why. It's a, whatever you get, it's a fascinating answer. Fascinating. Let's go to Billy number two. Billy, good morning, amigo. Hey, good morning, guys. <clears throat> I like your idea of that tour of uh, all the homeless camps and everything and all that, the food thing. Yeah. So what I'd like to do is make an offer out there to, if you could give me maybe the wholesale price for the ticket, I'll buy seven tickets for the city council and five for the supervisors. Okay, can I, can, I can do that. And you can invite them all. So we'll build the tour, and uh, we'll give them a free space on the bus to come with us. Yeah. I think that's and, beautiful. And I would give them a, a pad and paper, get maybe some of these little, uh, what do you call those, disposable cameras. They could take pictures of the places. <laughs> disposable cameras. I haven't seen one of those in a while. Well, if we could get some on a deal, I mean, that'd be great. You know, give them a little, like like they do at the uh, at the uh, Oscars. Give them a little gift bag, you know. A swag? Uh, we, call that, we call that a swag bag, sir. Swag bag. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, well, we'll see what happens and how many take up your offer. That's a great that's a great offer. So bill number 2 has offered to pay for the ticket for any of the seven council people or the county supervisors to come on the Wake Up Tucson reality bus tour. That'd be a total of 12. All right, well, I, I, I I'll, we, I'll cut you a good deal, I promise. Should we cut the mayor and um uh, Jan in too, do you think? Well, the mayor's part of the seven. Oh, she is. Okay, yeah, I wasn't even counting them. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> well, it's it'll be fun. Again, we're gonna, it's going to happen. We're going to make this happen, and we'll just, I'll have to sit down with the crew and have a planning session of what are the real highlights that we can do over four hours. But we're going to intersperse great food like El Taco Rustico and things like that in there. So a food well, tour, reality tour. A, maybe get a police escort, too, just in case there's trouble. Well, remember, we got tracked on, on the Rio Nuevo reality tour. Uh, Anne-Marie Hine, who used to be Anne-Marie Russell, the, la- the lady who ran the Mocha, Mocha, uh, she uh, actually confronted us at the uh, Museum of Contemporary Art on the. So you never know. Well, you invited her in. <laughs> we did. She gave out our newsletter, and then when she left, I said, "Hey, remember that lady I said was on the Rio Nuevo board who gave herself a sweet deal?" And everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, that's uh, that was a long line of sweet deals since then, huh?" Yep. So that, all we do is sweet deals. We're just never all on. Right. The, we're we're just we're, you, me, and Matt are never in the sweet deal group. That's our problem. Uh, I don't need it. See you guys. Amen. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Dan Shearer, Jard, and Kittleson talking about ranked choice voting rolling through the state legislature. Wake up.